When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, but let's, shifting gears here. Uh, Julius Randle, he goes under the knife. Uh, the all the all NBA forward underwent arthroscopic surgery on his left ankle last week. The same ankle that played him through the end of the regular season and postseason. Randall posted a photo on Instagram showing his foot in a cast with the caption, Road to Recovery, just another obstacle. Randall had another tough go-around in his second postseason appearance in New York. He averaged just 16 points. Eight rebounds and shot 37% from the field in his 10 playoff games. Randall is expected to resume basketball activities later this summer and be a full goal for training camp in the fall. Tommy, Julius Randall's postseason disappointment was much talked about. I think remains to be much talked about among uh, Knicks world. Do you feel like Julius Randall having to go through ankle surgery following this playoff run? absolves him in any way of his poor performance that we saw in the playoffs. Um, I think there's, I think there's both can be true. One, he still deserves, he deserves credit for playing through the injury. And I think a lot of fans kind of jumped on that as kind of their, their first reaction was, wow, he was hurt worse than, than we suspected. Um, you know, what a, what a warrior. And yes, he deserves credit. Um, didn't blame the injury, you know, during his, his, his post game yeah. press conferences, et cetera. Um, and listen, we've credited Randall all year for the one thing he does is he shows up, um, played the first yeah. 77 games a year, started every game, led the league in minutes, um, second in the league in total minutes, played the last three years behind only Iron Man, Mikhail Bridges. Um, you know, the, the guy shows up to work, takes pride in showing up to work every day. And in today's NBA, that's that's a rarity. That That's uncommon. So um, yeah, Randall deserves credit for that. That being said, um, a couple things. This this poor performance in the postseason wasn't his first. You know, it was equally he was equally as bad two years ago in his first yes. postseason series against the Hawks. Um, uh, he also had some moments where he looked good, um, and just as much as the as the the offensive inefficiency was was troubling, and you could you know, maybe couldn't stop, maybe couldn't jump cut. And he's a guy that relies on his physicality. He's an incredible combination of size, strength, brute force. So he's not like he's just a jump shooter. You know, the ankle, you know, obviously played a role in it. Um, but, you know, it's also important to know other guys are dinged up. Jimmy Butler has been playing with a bum ankle. Yep. Uh, Jalen Brunson almost missed a game because of an ankle issue. Um, you know, you're LeBron James had a torn tendon in his foot playing throughout the playoffs. When you play 90 NBA basketball games, something's going to be hurting on you. Um, you know, you're still playing in April and May. Something's going to be dinged up. That 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 being said, um, uh, so that that's going to lead us to the question, 
that also has to be discussed is should Tibbs have limited his playing time knowing that he clearly wasn't himself? Mm. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't just eye test. You could see that the plus minus numbers, et cetera. Um, the one game that, that, that Julius Randle set out, Obi Toppin started, um, scored 18 points on 7-11 shooting, um, grabbed eight rebounds. So obviously contributed um, in that way. So I think those are a couple of the issues. And in, in a weird way, I think, the Randall injury could is almost like a, a silver lining for the Knicks if they do decide to trade him, saying like, "Listen, yeah, you know, another team's going to say, listen, he's a great regular season player, but he struggled the postseason." Leon Rose bounces back and says, "Hey, yeah, well, maybe, but he, you know, he was dealing with an ankle injury, right? Yeah, um, so you know, we keep that, that in true. mind, yada yada yada. So we'll, we'll we'll see how it all plays out." Yeah, I think you you lay that out pretty well. For me, I think, and I and I've given him credit, and I talked about it on the show. I talked about game one. He was a warrior and helped the Knicks win that game in Cleveland. Like he deserves credit for going out there and being available and trying to be out there for his guys when he when duty called. And the fact that he only missed one game during one playoff game during these various ankle injuries he dealt with shows a level of toughness that I think we all can respect. The problem is some of the issues that you saw from him whether it be not hustling, lack of focus. These are things that you see from him when he's 100% healthy. So it's hard for me to watch that performance and say he didn't close out on that guy. He didn't make that right read. He ran through that double team. He didn't understand where the help defense was coming from because he had a bad ankle. Uh, to me, that doesn't compute. Now, maybe missing some shots. Maybe I give him a little more of a break there. You know, maybe him not being a finish as well around the basket in a certain place. Maybe I give him a little bit more of a break there. But some of these plays where he's, you know, just seems like he's on another planet mentally, that you, I can't absolve him for. So <laughs> it becomes like almost like a maybe a partial absolving situation where maybe I, 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 I kind of give him a break on some of the shot making not being there the way it was in the regular season. But some of the intangible things that I've seen him have issues with regardless of whether he's healthy or hurt still happening. I, I can't, I can't absolve him for that. I can't. It, it, and the perfect illustration was the turnover at half court and he just throws his arm. Yeah. Doesn't even, doesn't even jog back. You know, maybe yeah. you can't sprint, maybe you can't stop short, but at least make an effort instead of, you know, blaming somebody else for your bad turnover and kind of throwing your hands up in the air. That is not an ankle injury. That's right. and again, I think you're you're perfectly right. The, the the poor field goal percentage could be attributable to the ankle injury, even though it was he was it was actually worse right. field goal percentage against the Hawks. Yeah, he's like 29 um, percent against the Hawks, which was crazy. The, the numbers are nasty this time around. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but again, he's the type of player that it tends to bleed onto the other side of the floor. So where does the ankle issue start, and where does the other stuff kind of all you know it's all wrapped up into one but yeah I, I that's a good point is um and, and i meant to make it as well as um you can forgive some of the stuff but again some of it's not effort some of it's not injury related um it's that it's that body language stuff that uh that that, that is that irks a lot of Nick fans and i do think you make a good point too about tibbs and the coaching because we've seen tibbs do this in the postseason in the past like i don't know if you remember that run the chicago bulls had where you know i think rose didn't actually play and it seemed like everybody on their team was suffering through some serious injury. Like Lewis Dang, Lewis Dang had to go to like yeah. the hospital um, yeah. um, because of something he Nate, was dealing with. That was Nate Robinson was playing like forty seven minutes. Yeah, right? Nate Robinson was being you know driven you know driven you know to the to the pedal to the metal yep. during that series. I think they were playing Brooklyn. I want to say maybe. I think they were um, playing either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like it was like they were like you know it was like a it was like a morgue. We were seeing that roster and you know. 
part of the reason why some of these guys, a little thing, was never the same after that series. So I do think there has to be questions asked about how Thibodeau's playing these guys, not necessarily leading up to Randall getting hurt. Like, he stepped on a guy's yeah. foot. That happens. Right. I'm not yeah. at all talking about that. I'm talking about once you know a guy is injured, how are you managing their time and minutes to get the best out of them? Because not only did we see that with Tibbs in Chicago, we saw that the season prior to this past season with Alec Burks. Alec Burks had played a whole season where, you know, Kemba Walker didn't work out. And for half the season, he was asked to play point guard and was playing like superstar minutes. And then after the season, we learned he guy needed foot surgery and he wasn't ready to start the next season. And you're like, how is a guy who isn't even capable of playing point guard being asked to play point guard for that many minutes? And he's playing on a, a, a bad foot and I got a foot that needs surgery. Like, how is that? And this is not Julius Randle. It's not a guy who's an all-star caliber player. This is Alec Burks. With so, Emmanuel quickly on the bench behind him. Right. And you have other capable guys, just like the Knicks had another capable power forward in Julius Randle. Like, they needed Randle to play in his game. I'm not saying set him on the bench. But how many stretches in those games do we see Randle struggle for long stretches? And you know he's dealing with a, a bad ankle. And he's just, uh, again, riding him to the wheels fall off. Like, it's, some things about this coach just, I, I can't wrap my head around. But this continues to be an issue with him. He doesn't seem to care about where a guy is from his health standpoint and how, okay, a guy's playing and that's great. And, and now he's available, but perhaps be careful of how you're using him once he's out there. Because Julius Randle, assuming he's on the team next year and assuming he's on the team for the foreseeable future, it seems like the Knicks want to make a commitment. They've already made a commitment to him to be that guy. He's not a guy you're going to need just for that playoff series last year against Miami or against Cleveland. You're going to need him next season, the season after that, potentially the season after that. So there's got to be some thought process behind that. Like Tim's not a guy coaching on a one-year deal. He got a, he got a, he got a, he, his, the final year of his four-year deal got picked up into a fifth-year deal in his first year in New York. The guy has plenty of time left here on his contract. There's no reason for him to be coaching with this ridiculous urgency in terms of running guys into the ground. It's very odd because then he coaches in other ways. Like he has no urgency when it comes to playing guys who are injured or playing guys who are banged up. That he has the most urgency to put guys out there and perhaps put them at risk. And that's the frustrating thing is because if it wasn't Randall, if it was, you know, uh, RJ Barrett or IQ or Obi and they were dinged up, would he err on the side of caution and not put Absolutely. those guys in? You know, and I that's mean, quitting Grimes earlier this season. I mean, I was told that we had to start Evan Fournier because. A, we needed shooting, which, again, was ridiculous to me. Quentin Rhymes hit, like, seven airy threes in his first start with the Knicks the previous year. But also, it was like, well, you know, Quentin Grimes is hurt, and we got to work him back, and we got to be careful. So I had to watch, like, 20 games of Evan Fournier uh, being an absolute seed defensively for the Knicks for them to decide, hey, you know what, maybe we should put, I don't know, the best on-ball defender on the team in the starting line to play next to Jalen Brunson, who we know can't defend. Like, you're right. He picks and chooses battles with where he prioritizes certain things with this team. And it continues to be um, a, a liability uh, for the team. And it continues to be a blind spot for him as a coach. Yeah. I mean, can't help but think that the, you know, the, the, the relationship between he and Randall, his inability to call out Randall when it needs to be done and, and criticize Randall. Um, you know, we had another perfect example, Mike Malone, game two of the NBA finals ripped into his guys. Um, you know, and we just haven't seen that with Tibbs and Randall. And that's one of the reasons why uh, you and I, why, why both of us are, uh, are, are worried or are, are cautious of bringing both of these guys back next season, because, you know, it's that, 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 that issue remains, uh, you know, apparent. And talking about Michael Malone, what a novel thought, a coach 
who did not have to watch the film, did not have to watch the game three or four times to look at it and say, my team didn't have enough effort and focus. There were certain guys that did not have the right focus and energy when they missed shots, they didn't play defense, and that's why we lost this game. It's a novel thought. I'm told by Tom Thibodeau that you can only talk about the game after the game has been played. And you can't talk about people's effort because at the end of the day, it's all about a team. That's all I hear every single time Thibodeau speaks. But yet, a guy who I don't know is coaching the NBA Finals. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He's able to watch a game be played and immediately say, this is a problem with this team. But uh, with the Knicks, we're not allowed to do that because the head coach says you have to wait until you watch the game two, three, maybe four times before making an observation, which is crazy because sometimes you play back-to-back. So are you really watching it four times where you play the next game? So are you going to the game just having never came up to a conclusion of what happened the previous game? I mean, it's just nonsense, the stuff that Tip says. Lastly on Randall, any concern about his readiness, readiness for next season? Uh, no, it, it sounds like, you know, Woj made it clear, you know, it wasn't just the Knicks saying that they expect me ready. So yeah. it sounds like he'll be ready for the, the training camp, let alone um, the regular season. And, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, if the, the, one of the reasons he may have had to, again, we don't even know the details of it. The Knicks, surprise, surprise, the Knicks aren't forthcoming. Um, you know, did he, <laughs> did he tweak it, you know, walking his dog, like something like something like that could have happened right. in, the, in the three weeks since he played. Maybe they were waiting for it to rest and it wasn't rest, you know, so they just wanted to go in and clean it up. What was the of the surgery um but from everything we hear again if it was the playoffs he probably could still be playing a little not needing surgery if it was the regular season he probably could take a week off and then play again yada 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 but you have the benefit of, of you know three months off so you might as well have you know get the surgery cleaned up etc um so i don't have any concern at the moment we'll obviously wait until once we get closer um, i'm sure we'll see some workout videos that'll uh assuage up.